0: All right, welcome back to another week of the Trading Triangle, live streaming on both YouTube and on X, on multiple channels, including Wolf Financial. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Sean, how are you doing this week?
1: Yeah, doing good. A bit of a strange week, obviously a bit flat, so obviously we'll get into that. Looking forward to next week a lot, so yeah, let's see.
0: Nice, we got Sean Trades with us as always, and Invest K. K, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Sean and Nate. What's up with you guys? It was an exciting week, and next week is going to be even more exciting. There's so much stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, I had a I had a great week, you guys. Uh, you know, and this is again for those of you who don't know out there. Uh, the handles at Trader Nate here out on X, and I have been talking a lot about Marathon Digital, Arista Networks. Last week we covered Arista Networks and it took off like great, great Friday. And uh, so yeah, we're really excited to talk about this week's trade ideas. Before we do quick disclaimer, I remember everyone, this is not financial advice. This is merely entertainment and educational material and meant for that kind of value. Appreciate you subscribing and smashing the like button and tuning in every week. And we will definitely get through our trade ideas because we enjoy doing it. Just three friends here again, though, not financial advisors and not financial advice. Okay. With that aside, let's get some charts rolling. What do you guys think? Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. So we got a nice week ahead, like you mentioned. Uh, Interesting week last week. You know, some good moves up and down. I mentioned Arisa Networks. That was huge. But on Friday, it was like, you know, moving. And then Friday absolutely took off. Um, But what about you guys? What were you looking at? Go for it, sure.
1: Yeah, no, I was looking at Tesla for most of the week to see if it was kind of holding those, those lines. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, that was kind of the only focus for me. But just looking at this now, it looks like uh, big tech did pretty well um, overall. So, yeah, weird.
0: Agreed. What about UK?
2: Um, I was mostly focused on my usual uh, suspects, right? Tesla, uh, Apple, uh, ExxonMobil, Square. Those were the ones I was looking forward uh, – I was looking at um, – yeah nothing stood out last week much because um i think if you look at even the sector itself pretty much flat like two percent up for the week or so so nothing substantial like in a couple previous weeks where you saw double digit gains or declines so
3: that's um but next week should be fun i think we are waiting for the next week just a few things going on this next week we'll definitely yeah, just, just, just yeah, few man, things.
1: yeah. so much yeah last
0: week on the trading triangle we had some great uh you know great ideas that we brought through but like we mentioned earnings is kind of uh, fading, but one of one of the things that we talked about was SOFI, and SOFI is hitting resistance, and Tesla, which had a nice week last week, also hitting resistance. So, Sean, I'm interested in hear what you have to say about that. My chart shows uh, we're hitting hitting some resistance there at a downtrend. So, really looking forward to hear what we got there. Um, keeping it rolling. Fear and greed index still squarely in the greed sector, um, and some good numbers. Look at the VIX. Okay. Yeah. Volatility. Yeah. Twelve thirty-five. Is that right? I feel yeah. like that's not right.
3: <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's so low.
2: No, nothing is happening. That's that's why volatility is so low. Nothing is happening. I think everybody's waiting for the, the numbers to come out and the decision. And I think if it's a line, I don't think volatility is gonna change, but there's definitely gonna be much more movement. And if you look at the index, the fear index, it was pretty flat. Like it was sixty-eight or sixty-seven last week, it was sixty eight. The week previous, right? So not much changed. If you look at the percentage on SPY, QQQ, IWM, DIA, pretty flat, right, for the week. I mean, plus 0.25, plus 0.83, not much happening. It was 4 plus percent for IWM last week. That's right. I
0: mean, I, IWM took off. That's I forgot about that. It went from like, I mean, in the short amount of time, I know it went from 170 to this 185 area. So a little bit more gains this week. And then Bitcoin, pushing 44k this is this is nice this is why the marathon digital trade worked out pretty well you keeping an eye on
1: that well i've got something fun that maybe we could do for next week obviously we've got a lot of events next week so maybe we could put a little um gamify a little bit on the field and greeting decks what what do you think will be next week and i'll write them down we can compare our little mm, answers next week
3: this is
0: a great question
1: we could get one of each way of course but uh i'm obviously <laughs> going to go bullish but
3: I think it's pulling back next week, honestly. Ooh, I thought okay. it was gonna pull back this week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the other way, I don't think it's gonna pull back. You don't think so, huh? You guys are both going the other way? Yeah. What
1: are you saying in there? What are you saying?
3: I I think we we can cover in our next slide when we go to that point, right? We'll we'll show the chart and we'll talk about it. All right. Let's do it then. Uh Sean, you keep you keep track here though. So I'm going
0: <laughs> the other direction towards more towards the neutral. Do you want us to call out numbers? Are we taking Just, shots? Let's
1: go for a number. Yeah, let's, let's go for a number. All right. So our, like previous 60,
0: our previous close was sixty-four, a week ago at sixty-seven, and a month ago, all the way back at forty-two. I'm gonna go with fifty-seven.
1: do. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, I think on Spire, right? Yeah, whatever yeah. The, the fear fear. Follows. fear uh, and I'll, I'll say 470. Oh, no, we're saying on the fear okay. and greed index. Oh, fear what? and greed. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll I, I'll, say, I'll say over 75, Any anything above 75. You'll go in extreme greed, okay. You'll go into extreme greed, 100%.
1: Okay, I'll go 74 just to be different then.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the price is right, a dollar. A dollar
0: yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I'm the only one going the other direction. I feel like 57 might be too, but I'm, I'm sticking to it. All right. That's probably too much, but I'll, I'll get direction right anyways. Uh, earnings. So we've got a couple of names. I mean, I'm definitely paying attention to Adobe. That's Wednesday after the close. Yep. Uh, Costco right. on Thursday.
2: Yeah. You got Oracle on Monday. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's like at the tail end, nothing much is happening. Most of the big names have
3: reported earnings already. Anything else on this one, Sean? we just zipping through earnings.
1: I zip through this one, yeah. I mean, Adobe would be nice to look at, but that's it really for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, uh, Adobe, Costco. There's a few other names in here, Johnson Controls and whatnot, but nothing really that I'm interested in. So keeping it going. Uh, and and as you noted there, not just my my thoughts. <laughs> I'm getting some confluence there. Okay, so anyways, the uh, United States annual inflation rates. Kay, what are we looking at here?
2: All right, so as we talked about next week is going to be a pretty historical week in terms of we're going to get the last numbers for this year of course we are getting november november numbers but for this year this will be the last inflation numbers coming out december numbers will come out in january so what we are going to expect is that the last month we were at 3.2 percent for the inflation this month it's expected around 3.1 percent so that's that's what it shows right now and if you look at from january where we were sitting at 6.4 percent we are i've cut down almost half of what you know inflation rate was now we can debate about you know whether these are true numbers or not that's let's keep that discussion on the side just by looking at these specific numbers in january you were at 6.4 percent now you're 3.2 percent uh heading on a downward trajectory at for 3.1 in november
0: yeah the trend is obvious right Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. even the numbers are what the numbers are. The trend is
3: definitely there. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I mean, inflation's still, you know, biting the pocketbooks. I think uh, that's how I feel in the sense, you know, general sense I get from everybody I talk to. Um, but it's like you said, it's it's waning. It's not like you know, oh my god, things keep going up at incredible rates. Uh, at least here in the states. So it, it's still, you know, inflation still means you know three point two still have inflation obviously prices are still rising but at a more moderate rate and i think overall that's going to be beneficial plus the jobs reports last week right like there was nothing that came out that was staggering and, and negative it was like kind of neutral to
3: a little bit positive there so with respects to the economy so yeah i mean the two the, things together yeah sorry Kate, employment has to go up so that's the positive news for the fed for the inflation to come down okay. right it's inverse. So, do you think that this means, uh, Sean? What do you think about the rate right decision? Like, because
0: this is going to tie into it, right? Do you think that this means anything, or do you think they're pretty much kind of set in their ways? Give me opinions.
1: Yeah. There? I think they're set in their ways. I mean, they've said it quite clearly. I think the whole year, maybe slightly longer. And obviously, the path is two percent, isn't it? So, whatever means possible to get to that target, um, and obviously you could probably get a pause, I guess, on uh, on Wednesday.
2: Here is my take, though, a little bit different so okay. if you think about it right pe- folks generally in the government or in senior position what is the most important thing that it's also optics right so think about this just just could be I could be completely off you're at 3.1 percent expected let's say it drops to 2.991929399 9, 9, 9, 9, let's say yeah, two hands. That's, That's an optic, right? Now you're in the 2.9 range. You were at 6.4, which means technically Federal Reserve has done a good job. Right? From
0: 6.4. Yeah, it'd be really hard to argue if you get
3: that two-handle. I agree, Kay.
1: Yeah? If you get a two-handle, the market's going to be very excited.
3: I I think you are going to see a new monster all-time
2: high if that happens. Of course. I'm not saying that it how long it can maintain that that's not what we're discussing we are discussing can it break its current all-time high which was still pretty above right now from the levels right now when you touch upon it. But that is something that 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 could tie up easily into your Santa rally which technically if you think about it we haven't received we haven't gotten a good Santa rally in the last two years right it's been decent okay here and there but you really haven't seen major moves in the last two years.
1: So do you yeah. think if it comes in, in level at 3.1, you said it was projected, wasn't it? If yeah. it comes in level, do you think we still get that sense of value or does it have to come in lower? Because I think it has to come in lower.
2: So uh, my, my take is that the the it, on the next slide, we'd expect that there won't be any more interest rate hikes, right?
1: Hmm.
2: I think that is price in the market. Let's take a look. Right? I don't know if this is price in the market or not. If it comes 3.1, if it comes in line or if it comes, if it beats it. So right, right now, this is the 97% chance that they, the rate will remain flat. It's only 2.9% chance that they will raise the interest. I don't think that's going to I don't think there is any more interest rate hikes coming um, because the trend is showing you that in, whatever they are doing is working on the numbers on the chart. So I don't see why they would want to bump it up and uh, cause havoc because... Now you're looking at rate cuts for next year. So if you're looking at rate cuts, some, you know, depending on who you hear, some folks are saying it will be start of Q2 in April. Some people are saying it will be end of Q2, which will be around June, July time frame. So depending on who you look at it, for them to do rate cuts, there's one basic thing that needs to work. Either something is going to break in the system early, so they have to you know revive the economy, or they have hit their goal of 2%, which I don't think they can hit in the next six months. Because as it gets closer to the 2% mark, it's going to be slower and stickier, right? It's going to take time. The last mile is always a tough one. What do you think so, on that, Sean?
1: Is that because you're a runner, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll obviously get a pause. But I think but my focus is on the number that we get for CPI on, on Tuesday because that's essentially what's going to move it. Um, but I think regardless, I mean, if it comes in really hot, like 3.3, 3.4, then that's a decision that they're going to have to make. And you probably see this scale swing um, quite dramatically. But I, I still think that they're on a good path. And obviously last month showed that we're kind of coming down nicely. It was 3.7 to 3.2, I think it was.
2: Yeah, if you go and back to the last slide, we can see.
1: Which is, which is a 0.5 difference within, within a month. So if we can at least stay flat or come a little bit lower, I think that would make sense to me, just on the trajectory side of things. Um, so they're kind of my thoughts on CPI. I mean, I just don't see it coming in hot. I mean, it could do, of course, but... Uh, yeah that's
2: yeah that's no I, I, and and you know what i really don't think it's going to be and i think when i'll touch exxon Mobil, i'll show i'll, I'll actually touch upon this point a little bit later when i mm-hmm. talk about my slides but yeah i, I think uh, we are all both aligned that it will probably there won't be any more interest rate hike for this year and i think if it's 3.1 or below i think we will see a uh, green market 100 percent
3: All right,
0: we'll see you guys. Um, what do we have dates for all this stuff coming out? Yeah, before we get to the charts
2: here, what are the I mean,
0: is it Wednesday for
2: Tuesday for inflation number, Wednesday for Jerome Powell?
0: Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So Tuesday, Wednesday are the days. Good stuff. All right, John, uh, you brought up the spy chart, and this is a weekly, so I'm gonna hand it to you to kick these off this week.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a zoom out, a bit of perspective to see how far we've really come in the last six weeks. You can see quite a rocket off of that fifty moving average, which is the kind of middle blue line. Um, But I I put in the first vertical line, um, the orange one, which is just kind of where it was a year ago, for example. So it's not year to date, but it's where it was a year ago. Um, So we're kind of almost at 52 week highs, which is quite incredible considering the way we've been through the last couple of years. Um, and obviously, again, we've been speaking about it just recently, but the CPI and stuff, if we get a good one, then I think it's 52-week highs, and we're going to head towards that 480 level, in my honest opinion, just because that's, um, that's how the markets work. They work on emotion, don't they? Um, but yeah, that's the 480 in the top left corner. That's the high, um, well, all-time high, I guess. So we'll see if we can get back up to there. Uh, but nothing really else to say on this. It's just my kind of perspective and what I see on this. RSI is not too bad either on the weekly. So um, yeah, I think it could be more room room ahead.
0: Yeah, I thought that it was impressive close, uh, on the week there, getting above 460, right? I mean, definitely. And so when I talk about next week pulling back, uh, I mean, just because like a cool down, I think markets are definitely, this, this chart shows it clearly. That's a lot of very nice candles to the upside. That's uh, many weeks in a row, six in a row. Here we got. So, uh, yeah, I, I like to see it close above 460. That was impressive. A second candle, and I'm talking daily candles above that 460 level would be really nice to see. Um, and that would kind of show you know, some bullish strength there, I think. Um, I'm just wondering if ahead of CPI and ahead of rates, if we don't get a little bit of timid markets Monday and Tuesday. Although it would be Tuesday uh, pre-market,
3: right? So yeah, okay. that would be pretty quick. We'll get that info. What do you think, Kay? Anything to add? No, I, I think uh Tuesday as we said if it if it
2: is in line, uh the inflation numbers are better than what expected. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they you know fin- you know they break the trend line that you have, the, the resistance at four sixty, and you might be having some more updates. You could even
3: touch four eighty, you know, in the coming week before the year ends. Yes, yeah, so we have four sixty nine and four eighty next. Yeah. And um from the options
2: standpoint, you know they are there's a slight hedging going on on Wednesday, which is twelve thirteen right one point five two uh protocol, and then on Tuesday, they have one point one six so so slight hedging on the spy between Tuesday and Wednesday,
3: but not much still a yeah. lot more call options yeah okay i'm I'm out on an island is how I'm feeling right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody's going long. All right, let's see what happens here with the cues. And are are we looking
1: at weekly as well? Yeah, weekly and daily. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so going? on the left we've got the weekly, on the right we've got the daily. Um, and we just kind of, um, I don't know, we had a nice little bounce off the twenty moving average on the one on the one day on on the right side there, and it you kind of calmed down at the RSI as well for the last few weeks. Kind of almost setting up for a move. Um, perhaps if it goes up or down, of course. Um, but we've got that 394, which I think is quite an important point just to kind of break through. Um, you could probably bring it a little bit lower if you wanted to. Nate, you might think you, you might want to bring that a bit lower. But I think ultimately, again, the similar sort of story with the SPY, if we can get back up to 408 and then obviously good news or whatever. Um, and then that's kind of got to be the real test, of course, and 2024 could be you know down from there, considering the run we've made this year. Um, contrary to that, obviously, if we break down and we go below the 388 level, you know, CPI comes in hot, then I've got that level of 382. But I think that's not so solid. If you look back through the chart, it's not that solid. And I don't think we can go back down to 370. And I'll probably play that, to be honest, because obviously sentiment, it's, it, as soon as sentiment goes the other way, it goes the other way, regardless if it's up or down, um, especially yeah. in these markets at the moment. You can see that on the chart in front of you, um, especially with tech. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the QQQ.
0: I got that gap fill in mind down there, Sean, uh, down to 378.
1: 378, yeah. I don't know why I didn't put the line there, actually. Yeah, good point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, and so, yeah, when I saw your 382, I was like, yeah, if, if that's not as strong as you mentioned, I'm definitely looking at 378 if we get that you know, negative turn that you mentioned there. But the Qs have been powering higher, you know, really leading the way. So, I don't know, 408, what do you think, Kay?
2: I think so, too. I think the same same pattern we can see with QQQ, same little bit hedging extra on Wednesday uh, for the Jerome Powell call. But it's 1.13, not that much compared to, you know, we have seen earlier, like 1.75, 1.89 on the put to call.
0: Very nice. All right. Well, let's keep it going here. Sean, I know you've got some interesting charts. I mentioned Tesla. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, of course. And it's not too much different to it was last week, but it's just kind of moving towards that setup, isn't it? Um, a break of the trend line in an upwards fashion or a downwards fashion. And I've got a couple of targets there. I've got 257, which is where the volume profile ironically goes. But I think if Tesla does break either way, it will move quickly because obviously that's what Tesla does. But the, the price action I like to see in what we saw at the beginning of the week was that kind of come down and retest again of the 20 and the 50 moving averages, which is where the yellow highlighted area is. Um, so we've kind of tested that, which is showing strength. Obviously, people are still interested in the stock. It's Tesla. Why wouldn't they be? Um, and obviously, we just keep battling this trend line resistance, as you mentioned earlier. And I think once we get through that, hopefully, fingers crossed, if CPI comes in nicely, we could see aggressive upside. Um, just because it's Tesla, we've seen it before. You can see it on the far left of the chart there. So there is a, a bit of a pedigree for that. Um, that's not the right word. Whatever word I didn't want to use there. Um, but yeah, 257, I mean, there's lots of resistance in the way, but I think this stock pushes through resistance quite easily. You, uh, I don't know if you agree with that. Maybe Kay, obviously you yeah. invest in quite a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's a very interesting, uh, because I really want to see how this plays out from a trend standpoint. Um, because from from looking at the option perspective, it's pretty bullish. Uh, if it, even though the longer trend is still lower highs, but if we can break this, we can actually go back and retest the 257. And I, I, and I think that's where mi- that 256 to 260 is where majority of the buying is there and from a volume standpoint, and then it starts to dwindle down. Um, also got to see, is there anything additional, any events that are coming up? Nothing that I can think of for December, yeah. but if you get a rally in the 7500 and QQQ, that will benefit... Uh, these stocks as well right there'll be a lot more FOMO coming in Um, there may be still uh, in um, institutional investors who are sitting on the sideline because they do have to invest the money for Q4 they don't want to be they don't want to carry cash getting into end of Q4 and then have to report to their uh, clients on why they did not invest when the market was making all-time high so we we may get some FOMO coming into Tesla as well um, if if we see a monster rally that's my take
1: Nice. Well, I think if you, um, sorry, just before you start talking that that candle that on Thursday, uh, that was quite nice. So kind of buyers coming in off of the the yellow highlighted there. I just want to add that in before you start talking Sorry if that was your point.
0: No, you're good. Um, <laughs> it's kind of doing the side the sideways consolidation thing, right? Where it's barcoding. I know that's a frame a phrase I picked up from Kay. And like yeah putting, and, Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's what it's been doing right so um yeah i think we're gonna get a decision point here soon i know all the tesla bulls out there that i talked to are like geared up and have been loading up over this past couple of weeks in this uh, consolidation zone so um but you're right i think with respect to um, resistance points uh and support levels quite frankly I get mm-hmm. tesla's known to just blow right through them when it gets rolling in one direction or the other so you know, just be mindful of that. But um, we're right there. And if markets are going to rip and it close out the year strong, then Tesla is going to make, most likely going to make some really nice moves. So uh, I would like I like that we've got this on the radar for sure. Always bringing the right charts, Sean.
1: i do my best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Should we keep it going? What do we have next? Yep. PayPal.
1: I actually completely forgot what my second chart was until you just brought it up. So that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do know now. That's <laughs> um, Yeah, PayPal, I brought this up a few weeks ago, and um, we can see a really nice trend forming uh, with the, the kind of moving averages kind of coming up nicely there, the, the 20 moving average, which is a slightly lighter blue line, um, and obviously the trend line as well, uh, just a solid trend line you can see that started back in uh, late October. Um, but we've got this really big resistance ahead, and this is one. this is a level that I'm looking at quite strongly, and that's a $60.20, um, $60.20, I mean. And you can see that's kind of highlighted throughout the screen. You've got lots of contact points, and I believe that to be um, quite a good um, support resistance. So basically, I'm looking at for a breakout. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, but looking at for, for a breakout at that $60 level, you could say, and um, the ultimate target, as you can see, is the gap fill, which is at seventy two forty, and that represents 20%. So it's a bit more of a trade idea for this one. Obviously, CPI result on, on Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday might, you know, set this on sort a of path, um, up or down, but yeah, those are my targets, um, 60 to 72, which obviously, uh, as I, I'm not going to repeat myself, but yeah, 20%. Anything you see, maybe a breakdown perhaps, but yeah.
0: It's an interesting move here. Higher highs, higher lows. You know, that's my favorite pattern of all time here. Yeah.
3: Okay, what do you think? Similar thoughts? Um, uh, similar thoughts, but I, I I doubt that if, um, because if you look at the last two gap ups or
2: gap downs, right, it generally happens at the earning, like a 20% move, you would not get it unless there's a major event. Uh, Earning is a major event. Um, But again, you know, we could be completely wrong because look at all the fintech stocks recently, they had this massive run whether it was PayPal, Square, SoFi. SoFi did not do actually much well, but Square and Hood, all those had major runs. So what is your range, what you're looking at? is Are you looking like end of December range? Or?
1: So I'll be looking, I'll be this as a swing trade, probably two or three months. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah with The yeah. correction of the stock and the fundamentals kind of flowing through the earnings reports lately have been not too bad. Um, so kind of maybe adding on, on the dips on, on this trend line on the way up to that 72 level. Um, but obviously we had that resistance at 200 moving average first, but yep. um, yeah, basically a swing trade is what I've been looking
2: oh, at. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that I like the trend. I like the trend as well. Yeah. Swing trade wise. Yeah.
0: I like it. Um, the one thing I would note is, and I, I do this for any chart like this is that trend line. Um, if it breaks, I would have a pretty quick uh, cut on that because stop loss. yeah, I mean, stop loss, I'd have tight right on that trend line and I would cut my losses pretty quick because, um, Look at, look at how it's worked in, in the past. And this is a typical pattern where, and it works the other way around too. Like if you're, if the stock's trading to the upside and then has this kind of nice range to the downside, once it breaks back up, it takes back off. Well, same thing going the other direction. So PayPal here is now trying to climb and move higher. And if it breaks this resistance that you're talking about and gets that move, I think, you, yeah, you have some great opportunity there. But conversely, if it breaks the trend line to the downside, I think there's gonna be that pressure to continue lower. And you can see it. it's happened twice previously in this chart. So um yeah, I mean once we get above what's PayPal I should say. We uh what the Royal We once we get uh, uh, PayPal gets above sixty seven, call it, that prior high from in September, that's when I would think like, Oh, okay, definitely Yeah, and then that's what you've got marked basically, the sixty five level. Once it gets above there, then you can see some real momentum and really pushing um, to make, you know, what I would call meaningful higher highs. Um, But this is a good, this is how it starts, right? So good to have on the watch. No, good. Nice.
1: All right.
0: Let's keep it going here. Thanks for these, Sean.
1: No problem. Obviously, you can contact me on X uh, for any day trading queries or whatever, just a little bit of banter or whatever. Um, on YouTube this week, I've just got an end phase video that I've released today, which is I see is a little bit of a trade opportunity, a nice little setup, so go ahead and check that one out. And Obviously, I do Substack as well, which is my newsletter, and this week I've had a look at ETFs, um, which I don't normally look at, but um, yeah, what were your thoughts on that?
0: <laughs> I love your structure. I was uh, skimming through it. I was super busy this morning, but I love the structure. You keep it real clean and simple um, with the bullet points and... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something I like. So keep doing that, Sean. Keep putting that out.
2: So two comments okay. here, right? One is I, I said that I'm going to copy Sean's format for Substack, and that is on my agenda for 2024. But I, Sean, I did watch your Enfa, uh, uh, the video that you just posted on Enpass, right? I think it's a pretty good trade opportunity. I might just actually get into one as well. Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah, good. Looking That's forward it for me. M- I'll hand it over tonight.
0: Thanks, Sean. I'm looking forward to hearing about those trades from both of you.
1: Hmm. I've got
0: DraftKings, an oldie but a goodie. You know, I like to talk about DraftKings, and uh, I bring it up with good reason. So uh, last week I had Arista Networks uh, and ET, and uh, we were talking about that coming back down and testing a support line that had broken through. And hmm. here we're seeing it again in both charts I'm bringing up this week, DraftKings being the first, where $35 is that key level to hold on to. And I was, you know, watching it closely Friday because it went and tested the $35 level, and it's held, held up nicely. Now, there's still room to drop down to the 50-day moving average. So, you know, it's not like 35 is the end-all, be-all. But if we get a nice bounce here and it holds, um, I really think that pushing towards 40 and 45, um, just trying to get back above the recent highs here is, is in the cards. If it does pull back below 35, I'll be a little less bullish. Um, and then I'll be looking for support right around that $31 level. I think that, you know, it doesn't necessarily respect the 50-day moving average, so I think it could break through it a little bit, and 31 looks like its prior resistance, um, but that's being, you know, given given all that, uh, RSI is curling up right at the midpoint, so I'd love to see that kind of holding the positive nature of relative strength, and then that 150-day moving average, you could see back up on the chart on the bottom there, the candles respected that nicely and bounce, so... Uh, just keeping the positive momentum for the year with DraftKings. We could see it. Again, I think it ties into overall markets and how things go Tuesday, Wednesday of this week um, with the broader you know narrative. But uh, 35 is the key level for DraftKings. What are your thoughts here, Sean? I saw you taking some notes.
1: Yeah, so I was just having a look at the chart that I've got here, and I had to look a little bit further back and see if this 35 level actually played in in, in the past. Um, it's got one a really nice, clean bounce, or a few of them, actually, um, in 2020 obviously it's quite far away uh, quite, quite far ago but it is a, a level that it, that it likes and um, also it's a round number so obviously psychologically uh, traders like to have round numbers zeros and fives hundreds 200 etc and um, so yeah I think this is a nice level to look at again obviously it's CPR dependent as you mentioned um, but it's, it's above everything it's a correct trend and uh, yeah I think if you're a long-term investor I'd probably add here to be fair yeah I would probably wouldn't trade it here just because of the, uh, the, the moving averages, of course. But yeah, no, I like the 35 level.
3: Yeah, I think it's a good place to nibble, perhaps. What do you think, Kay? Um, I mean, I don't have a position here, so it would be
2: a trade. But I, yeah, I, th- I think I won't be getting into a trade at this point in time. I think uh, having it to test the 35 is important to see if we see a breakdown or is it able to maintain that. There is slightly higher put-to-call Uh, for next week which is 1.01 so it's pretty even like 73,000 put options 72,000 call options so uh, but the next week 1222 you have 27,000 call options and only 4,000 put options so it just the put to call drops to 0.17 so i'll be a little bit more careful on this exuberance um, especially you know in this market but again tying up with the whole overall market strategy if you see a big decline uh, it won't be able to hold this uh, level because you right. don't have much. It goes back all the way to twenty twenty, right? So you could see a breakdown uh, at these levels.
0: So uh, I'm glad. Uh, what I'm hearing from you both is it's a hold. That's what I'm Sorry. hearing, and uh, that kind of works with me because uh, I got in at twenty six recently ahead of earnings, and it, I've, I've been holding on. So it was nice to see it run all the way to forty, nice. uh, but holding here at, at thirty five. Uh, I think if 35 breaks, I might take a little bit off and just uh, collect the those nice gains um, and then just leave a little bit on to see if it finds some support. Um, but, yeah, the trade's worked out nicely. So for those of you that are in it, I'm I'm feeling like the hold is right as long as 35 holds on. And we'll see what happens.
1: I can't, I can't remember if you mentioned RSI, but that looks good as well, the way it's calmed down. I've just checked on the weekly as well. And the RSI on the weekly looks pretty nice.
0: Oh, that's good. I did not mention the weekly, but, yeah, on the daily here, right at the midpoint curling up. Mm. It's really nice to see.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the next chart I've got is Shopify. So a fan favorite. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Shopify in a little bit. And uh, $70.50, another nice little round numbers. um, that It broke above recently. That was a prior highs that we got to over the summer. And now we're getting back above there. Come back down, retesting it. So, the last couple of weeks, you know, made new highs, new recent highs. And I don't, are these all time highs? Wow, I don't remember. I know I was looking at the chart and these might be even be all time highs. Maybe
2: it's a a, a high for the year as well.
0: Uh, It's definitely 52 week. And yeah. uh, Yeah. And you know, it's not all time highs. Excuse me. Yeah, it's 52 week. That's what I was thinking of. So, uh, above the 70, 50 level here. And, you know, double check me on that because I've been looking at too many charts today. (laughs) <laughs> um, but the 20-day moving average is where it found some support, right at the same price level, and I'm liking that. You know, two points of support, right at the same uh, spot. RSI cooled off, so it had, but then started curling back up, so it got some room to run. And you can see everything from a moving average perspective starting to look really positive. 20 across above the 50, 50 starting to cross above the 150. Um, that being said, if things do break down. I think it could drop all the way to, you know, 10 points pretty quick to 70 or from 70 to 60, excuse me, um, if it doesn't find some support at 66. So that's kind of like the levels I'm looking for. I want it to hold 70. If it doesn't, then uh, 66 is, is next. It had some, you know, that was definitely prior resistance, but more likely, I think you go all the way back down to that 50 day moving average. Uh, What what would you guys add here? Sean, you mentioned trade versus investing on the DraftKings. What do you think about Shopify?
1: So for me, this one would be a bit more of a trade, I think. We've got the bullish indicator of the 50 coming through, the 150, I think you said, on this one. Um, So that's a a nice indicator for like a swing trade, um, not so much a day trade. You probably could day trade this just to get back up to that kind of 75 level. Um, It's not the biggest percentage, but obviously day trades are, are generally leveraged anyway. Um, and you've got that 20 million average behind you, just just below you. So it's not too much of a risk. Um, but yeah, I like the way it's bounced off of this 70-50 level, that's for sure. Um, so I've written it down on my um, on my list there. But I just had a little look at the weekly as well. Um, I know you said, mentioned the trading, but for the long-term investors, we do have a bit of resistance at 81, which is the 200 million average, um, which has been going for quite some time. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a nice setup for 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 a continued, continued trend. Because um, they showed really good results in the last um, earnings reports, so if I'm not wrong, and yeah. you can probably see that actually in, in the chart. Um, but yeah, no, I like this chart to continue momentum. Probably a slow grind, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's looking good to me. I wanted to bring this one back up, and uh, it kind of reminded me of Arista Networks last week uh, retesting, you know, recent highs. So I like Shopify here. I'll be talking about it, I'm sure, on X. You guys can find me there. On many spaces, Tuesday, Wednesday nights pretty regularly now. So we'll be doing that 8 p.m. Eastern if you guys are around. Kay, you've joined us, had a good time with that. Sean, we talk about you. So forth that's where. And we uh, we you, <laughs> you do, yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We're global, right? The trading triangle is global. So some some time zones work at some certain times, some don't. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be bringing it more on spaces throughout the week. Also, we'll, we'll financial Uh, You can check my newsletter publications there, as well as my own on the Trader's Education over on Substack,
3: along with these two gentlemen. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll hand it over to Kay next. Awesome. Thanks, you, Thank you. So guess what? We are
2: bringing back ExxonMobil again, as usual, right? Um, And I I think, see, Sean, it's playing out the way you said it's going to play out, right? We did had a break in the trend line. And that 99 level broke down. Now, so I started looking into like what exactly is happening. Uh, we hit the all-time high, not the all-time high, but for the, for the level on the volume profile, you see the all-time high of 119.61. That is when the oil prices were actually at its highest. So oil prices have been declining and ExxonMobil is a, It's a, the chart can mimic itself, right? Based on the crude prices. Uh, interestingly, we also found, now I'm going to touch upon a little bit politics here. It's though even though we don't talk politics here. But if you actually hear most of the folks talking that we need to drill more in U.S. Uh, interestingly, actually, U.S.A. is drilling a lot of oil and that has caused uh, a lot more oil in the market. And that is the reason that OPEC is also trying to now cut down the supply further so they can increase the prices because the prices have come down to what? A little bit over $70, I think $71, 72 Yeah, $71.26 per barrel. And it was trending at almost $100 a barrel. So that's a pretty big decline of 30%. Um, And that is the reason we see this major decline in the ExxonMobil price. Now, we also see a lot more higher put to call ratio of of one, which is pretty flat, right, for 1215 expiration, if you go further out, uh, it gets slightly better, the volume has started slowly picking back up, and RSI is also slowly on the rise. But I think sean what you had predicted at least two weeks ago is still playing we had this clear break in the trend line and i'm just interested to see how this plays out this 99 to 100 is a real fight i think pretty much every single day we see that um so it'll be interesting to see if we see further you know increase in the opec uh, sorry in the crude prices we'll see Exxon coming back up if this is further in decline i think we are in for a little bit more uh trouble uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm still in Exxon trade. I trade pretty much on a weekly basis. But, yeah, what are you guys thinking and looking at this chart? What does it tell you?
1: So this one's quite interesting. If you look at the little chart that you put at the top, you can kind of see that 70 level is a bit of a support even in that chart. Um, so, you know, obviously that corresponds to 99 on, on your chart. Um, so that 99 level could be somewhere if you, you wanted to add. I know you've broken the trend line, but it's still a support line um, regardless of, of where it is. But um, for me, obviously, I'm going to continue bashing this stock, I suppose. um, (laughs) But if it does break that kind of 99 level, um, because it hasn't quite broken it yet. Those three candles are kind of hovering around it. It's kind of trying. It's it's seeing what's going to happen. Um, But if if people start adding, people start getting excited about oil again, and obviously you can see that momentum take off quite nicely. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, I, can't, I lost my train of thought slightly. But yeah, we're at support, and it's just basically got to bounce or move down.
0: <laughs> I know what's going on, John. Don't worry about it. Kay tried okay, to cool. put a whole bunch of data points on this chart to distract from the fact that you were right and that you were yeah. breaking through the lower end of the trend line. Exactly. There you go. You
3: found me. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> It's definitely going
2: nowhere. But it's playing playing out. So, so, I mean, I'll take that. This was a very good call three weeks ago. I don't know for folks who listen to us on a weekly basis, Sean did call
3: this out. Uh, And it's playing out the same way. So, it's pretty good, pretty spot on, Sean. Absolutely. Hey, I'll tell you what, guys, and for what it's worth, uh, XLE,
0: right, the ETF uh, in my long term portfolio of ETFs, I started buying shares of that in 2021. Um, at $36, and you know, really great trade. Added more in the low 40s and then just kind of wrote it all the way up. Um, and I've been saying for a while now, 82.50 has to hold, and I let shares pull back quite a bit, but they broke 82.50. And ExxonMobil obviously is like, you know, a huge percentage, something like ridiculous. I can't remember if it's 20 25%, um, but it's a huge chunk of the fund. And um, so where ExxonMobil goes, XLE goes, and I actually sold out of the position. I still have energy positions. I'm not out of energy, but uh, yeah, that was a long trade I was in, and um, this is what did it. This is ultimately what did it. So I think that we're going to go a little bit lower here, although that $70 support line for uh, crude oil is definitely worth noting. I think that you're right about that, Sean
2: yeah and and i and i do think that opec will eventually step in because they would not let the oil prices fall down too much they will come in they will probably restrict to push the prices back up higher since usa is also dumping a lot more oil in the market so we'll see how that plays out but uh so far from the technical standpoint you know it's playing out as sean is predicting so still let's in the go. game yeah <laughs> all right nice. let's jump into the next one oh so we have not talked about apple a lot right apple off my eye right but it's setting up to a very interesting place we are touching up coming very closer to the nearing all-time high here if you look on the volume profile it's starting to dwindle down the buying however there's a very it's 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 not like a day trade setup but it's 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 for a long-term swing right setup um 197, of course, is going to be an interesting resistance point to see if it can break through. So what are the different catalysts that can actually break? Because there's no earning coming up. We just had an earning. So earning is a little bit far away, a couple of weeks, at least maybe a month, month and a half away from now. Uh, we could get a Santa rally that could break the all time high. But that's pretty much it, right? Because next year, it is expected that iPhone um, sales are not doing as well as they did an iPhone 14 cycle. Not that I, you know Apple will stop selling iPhone, but there's always that you know um, narrative behind Apple iPhone because there isn't any other product that Apple has which is as successful as the iPhone. So, if we hit that all-time high, and we get a retracement, I think that could that could be a potential play to start adding for a swing trade or to your long-term position so i'm not like looking to get into the trade at this point in time but starting to now start to look at watching this because we could get a bounce back all the way so if it goes to 197 it could come back all the way to 190 if it gets rejected because that's where most of your buying is happening and then if that doesn't hold then you can see a much further decline even probably coming down to your 50 day moving average of 181 um, or so on and so forth so it's it's going to be very interesting how it plays out considering apple has been and the rsi has been overheated for a while now if you look at most of november it traded pretty much in the 70 range um a little bit above a little bit lower but so this is a good setup for a pullback or retracement at some point in time uh, for a long-term position ad or even for a swing trade
0: yeah, I like that support right there. Sean, you I'm sure you're you're digging that right there. It looks like a nice breakout, you know, retest of some support and breakout.
1: So so funny thing is I actually had this on my list to do this weekend and then obviously Kay said his his picks for I was like, ah, oh, I can't cover up <laughs> So um, yeah, so my observation for this one was obviously I, I don't see if CPI comes in nicely on Tuesday, I don't see it not moving one point three percent. That's all it has to do to get to all-time highs from from this particular point, of course. Seems so that, see, it's not moving now. I think it moves three or four, you know, for example. And if it breaks all-time highs, maybe comes down and retests it again with the new four the market, it may not happen. Um, but that's the level I'd be looking at, is obviously the all-time high level, come back down, retest it, and then move higher, and just keep a really nice tight stop because this Apple doesn't move a lot really. Um, generally, you can see it. For, obviously, you can see the bars on the chart. It looks like it has done, but day to day moves, it's not, not too bad in terms of percentage wise. Obviously, it wouldn't be. It's the biggest stock in the world, um, by market cap, I think. Is it right? Yeah, yep. yep.
2: three, three, three trillion plus. Yeah, so um, there you go. ATR,
0: you know, my favorite ATR for mm-hmm. Apple is basically a 280, 279. So, that's the daily ATR. So, you know, that's two days of upside, and you're there, basically, right? Um, yeah, pretty at, much doesn't take
1: much at all. But, but I see this happening, basically, personally. I mean, yeah. if CPI comes in nicely, of course, if CPI comes in roughly, then obviously I think K's points of going lower are, are, are well intact. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean there, there is a time, right? There will come a time that they will break their previous all-time high, right? Yeah. And it's, it's setting up for that. You know, it's, it's aligning right with the Santa Rally. If you get one, I don't see why it won't happen.
0: Yeah, we are, we are geared up for this year-end rally. That is for sure. Only a couple of weeks left.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just like the other folks on the channel here, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter or X. Uh, I do join Nate's space call as well, so we can you yeah. know, catch me there as well. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, so it's Invest K or Invest for Tomorrow with K on YouTube, and then I do write on Substack as well, so you can catch me there as well. So that's it from my side. Thanks, guys. Hey, one thing I want
0: to talk about before we wrap up is Google. Um, did you guys catch the the news with Google this week? I mean, big stuff, right? And just to recap it real quick, at least from what I gathered of uh, it, you know, they talk about Gemini, Gemini is the big, you know, big AI product from Google and the marketing for it. I feel like you guys, Google screws up on the PR side all the time. Like they're just not good at PR. They can't get out of their own way. And that's what happened again, yet, yet again here. So I was curious your thoughts. I'll, I'll, my thoughts are, uh, and, and then, sorry to get through what happened was they had this video that showed like what Gemini could do, but really it was like, well, what it could do, not what it currently does. And there was like a lot of editing done to get rid of late latency. And um, th- it was like text scripted, right? So instead of actually uh, its responses, I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, showed it talking back in real time and it's just not really where it's at. Um, and so, it was a little deceiving and uh, I don't like that. But then again, I was like not surprised because of how Google does this on the PR front. Um, but I'm still bullish long-term. I think it's just a kind of a hiccup. Uh, what do you think, Kay?
2: I, so I, I think one thing we can call and, and say it out spade, spade, right? Chat GPT is the market leader at the current point in time when it comes to LLMs, right? True story. Language learning models. Um, whether it's Grok from X or whether it is from your um, Google, which is the Bard or any other, they are not, they, they are there. And they will always be the competitors, but there's always generally, you know, there's a leg up, there's a market leader. And I think Chad GPT is the market leader at this current point in time. Will it change? Most likely could be, we'll see how it plays out. Um, and generally for folks who, if you are familiar with software companies and the way software companies release products, If you talk to the salesperson of software company or the marketing person, the software is like amazing. There's nothing wrong with that software. But when you actually talk to people who implement that software or who use the software, they really know how the software works. And I think there's always a disconnect. So take it with a grain of salt when you look at marketing, regardless of which company does it, because there's always a slip between the cup and the lip.
0: Yeah, I agree. What about you, Shani? Any thoughts there?
1: I haven't actually followed Gemini at all. I, I've seen a few headlines going through, but a bit, a bit preoccupied. But um, just AI in general, I, I think I'm looking at a lot of ETFs this whole year and seeing which one kind of fits in for the long term. So I think just as a, a general kind of point, it's here to stay, isn't it? No matter who wins, who takes the lead. Um, it, it's part of our lives now. And, and, and I must admit, I use it quite a lot. I don't know if you guys use it, but absolutely, yeah, that's my thoughts on AI. But I haven't been following Gemini specifically, unfortunately.
2: It's part of the daily workflow nowadays now. Using yeah, AI, yeah, and you know what? The funny part is, I don't know if you guys noticed. X has this new feature where you can actually purchase Premium Plus, and if you have Premium
3: Plus, you get Grok. Yeah, have
0: you, you checked, have checked
3: it out yet? It out. I, I, I did not buy it, but I did check out the feature itself. I'm pretty close. I might pull the trigger
0: today. <laughs> okay, <there. you> might. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of fun responses. I, apparently, he says well, whoa, well, well, a lot. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might, I might check that out because uh, Grok looks looks entertaining, to say the least. Um, but all right, guys. Well, a great week. A lot of information coming up. We went a little long today because there's so much stuff. You know, so many things going on this this coming week. So a lot of great trading opportunities comes with that. So I'll be keeping my eyes open. Uh, we got some nice swing trade ideas we talked about a lot of great stuff played out nicely over the past couple of weeks So hopefully we can keep that running i'm looking to win the bet on we're swinging back to neutral so we'll see how that goes you guys how about you sean how you feeling
1: yeah good i think obviously in the next few days i'm going to be taking it quite quietly i think to see the data come through see how stocks react to it and then kind of play on after that personally from a personal point of view of course um but yeah to stay safe out there and obviously subscribe i don't think we've actually said it yet um obviously we're making our way to a thousand so yeah
0: so much to get through today We didn't even mention it please do subscribe well, yeah. to the channel we're getting to a thousand getting the word out there okay you got
2: last words what do you have to say well, I, I'll say this, you know, of course, be safe while you're trading, but make sure you follow us for next week. We have something special. We have the hardest special episode coming out next week. It's and it's going to be a pretty, it's not going to be that long, but it's going to be still longer than what we do usually. And, and you don't want to miss that one, especially for 2024. No,
3: don't want to miss that. It's going to be fun, you guys. And there's going
0: to be tons of charts and trade ideas, help close out the year strong. So, we want to do. So, looking forward to uh, seeing you all next week. Have a great week of trading. And thanks again for tuning in. See you next time. Take care. Tonight,